Welcome back to the State of Serum podcast. Uh, this is Ben. I'm here with Matt uh, for a new episode today. Uh, but before uh, jumping into that, I just want to do a small announcement that we have two great episodes coming in the next weeks. One is about uh, deliverability in email marketing. Uh, that will be super uh, interesting. And another one with uh, a lawyer specialized in data privacy will be talking about uh, GDPR, uh, CCPA, PII, all of that stuff. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, or subscribe on YouTube. Activate the, the notification so you'll get not, uh, notified for the new release. Let's jump into uh, today's topic. Uh, today's topic is big announcements last week. That's all over the place in email and CRM. Apple announcement of the uh, privacy protection feature that will be released uh, later during the year. Absolutely. Um, so uh, just to kind of give you an overview, I'm sure a lot of you have already heard a lot about this already. Uh, I think everybody's been reading about it and, and listening to, uh, to different folks talking about it. But for those of you who may be a little bit less aware, uh, last week, June 7th, Apple announced that with the release of iOS 15, it's going to be limiting the ability to, for, to a certain degree for, uh, for marketers to be able to use invisible tracking pixels to be able to track email and measure things like open rate and understand location and sort of tie email to web analytics as well. Um, as Ben mentioned, uh, the release is actually coming later in the year, so word on the street is it's probably September or November, um, but I think that's still TBD in terms of exact timing. Uh, in addition to that, it's also important to know that this isn't a, a forced thing for consumers. They will have the opportunity to either opt in or, or have the opportunity actually to opt in or out. So they'll be getting a prompt and they can kind of pick whether or not they choose to be to be tracked or not. So we'll yeah, see. Guess, guess uh, what they will choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that uh, too many people will be choosing to be tracked, but yeah. I guess we will see. Um, yeah. I mean, like with the GDPR, the double opt-out, I mean, everybody thought that was going to be the end of, of, of ad tech, and it, it wasn't. So we'll see um, kind of what those, what's those statistics look like. But uh, again, it is like an optional thing. So um, – uh, it's basically putting uh, privacy control in the hands of consumers, which Apple has been sort of on the forefront for or of for quite for quite some time. And it's it's actually been interesting kind of the way they've been messaging it. Um, there's an ad that came out that actually been shared with me prior to this where they're very much messaging it as a way to sort of differentiate their product set, their privacy first, consumer in mind, like stop all of those people from tracking you. And by no means... Is that a bad thing? Consumer privacy is important. I'm a firm believer in people being able to have control and ownership of their own data, but it, there, I think there's also a little bit of a, of a Trojan horse in terms of a competitive move on the part of Apple in uh, being able to sort of control the ecosystem that they play in or that they own to a certain degree, um, even more so by reducing the ability of third parties to be able to track and measure and deliver. So... That, in short, is kind of a little bit around the announcement um, and what's going on. And, and, of course, this has set the industry in, in a bit of a frenzy. Uh, marketers have been clamoring about it all week. Lots of content has been written about it. We've been reading up on it and getting a few different points of view. Um, but I think before we kind of go into maybe what marketers should be thinking about strategically and what the implications might be for CRM in particular, uh, it might be good to understand a little bit more about, like, some of the more technical intricacies and, and what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. And 
as you said, that's, I mean, Apple privacy is front and center for them for, for a long time now. They are pushing that everywhere. That's really uh, one of their main message of, on their communication and their positioning, uh, which is great. Uh, nothing new on this front. Uh, they are ju they're just an another step pushing everyone uh, further uh, on this uh, on this topic and uh, and we'll see we'll discuss there are pro and cons on different things uh, it's all a question of of one of you but um, yeah let's try to to summarize a little bit what we saw what we think about uh, how it can actually work and how it can ap actually happen or impact uh, on the marketing side uh, on deliverability uh, not deliverability but the 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 reading of the of the metric or or, or the, the the delivery of the message uh, for for consumer and most likely based on everything i read they are they will be pre-caching pre-loading images before delivering it uh, in into the inbox so Nothing really new here, maybe new for Apple, but if you remember, uh, Gmail started to do this kind of practice back in 2013. Uh, we are still able to read the open rights uh, with, with Gmail. That might be a different techni technical solution for, for Apple. Uh, we, we'll see, the time, time will, will tell. But, uh, but um, yeah, the thing is that if they, pre they, they preload the images, you will lose the ability to read open rates for Apple clients. Uh, that means the image will be loaded, so the, the, the pixel, the, the invisible pixel, one by one pixel tracking will be cached by Apple server, and the email won't be opened by yet by the consumer. When it will be opened by the consumer, the, Im the email call, what Im the image that will be displayed on their de device will be coming from Apple server and not from your server. So you won't have any chance to know when it actually happened. So you will first record and open, but that will be the download from Apple server, most likely really soon after you send the email <laughs> or not exactly at the same time as the, the user opened the email. So you will get on one side, you can have a lot of open increase and you won't know when. So two different loss of information. Uh, you don't actually know the volume and you lose the time. So we we'll see different impacts on different uh, marketing practices. Uh, but uh, that's, that's something that uh, can really uh, impact uh, yeah, the, the dashboard and, and one of the metrics that is followed by, by a lot of marketers in, in email. Um, yes, for sure, we also saw a lot of tweets, of message, of, of threads saying that uh, that will force marketers to stop follow email uh, opens because that's a vanity metric and that doesn't help to really see if the consumer gets really a good engagement with your, with your brand or your message. Um, and that's true and false at the same time. That's it, it really it really depends. It depends on situation and type of message, type of type of business. So there are a lot of things uh, involved into that. And uh, and again, 
the best way to anticipate this change because it will come. Uh, we'll we'll cover a little bit more with you, Matt. Uh, what's uh, maybe why Apple is doing that too, not necessarily only for the consumer, uh, but uh, that can lead to a more a bigger more a bigger impact on more more players doing it. And so, as a marketer, that's just pushing us to uh, to improve our practice or to focus on on something else than uh, some one metric that uh, can be uh, misleading right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, like a, an important transition point. And I think too, just to know, there's been a lot of like different floating statistics out there around what this really impacts. But to my knowledge, this is really mostly impacting folks with Apple devices who use the Apple Mail app. So exactly. those still accessing Gmail through the Gmail app on their Apple phone, my understanding is they will not be impacted. But to your point, one of the tech companies moves in a direction towards privacy, the rest follows suit. So from a marketer's perspective, I think, um, you know, I have a strong point of view on, on and it, it also like backing up a little depends on the objectives of your campaign. So we can talk a little bit about that. But I have a strong point of view that similar to, you know, this happened in ad tech with being able to track online and is continuing to to evolve as uh, as third-party pixels become sort of taboo in the digital advertising space as well. But even when like GDPR was launched, it was supposed to be the apocalypse and, and marketers found savvy ways to continue to be able to measure, to reach consumers, to drive value for their brands. And I, I think um, the lesson that we've learned from that is there were those that caught on to that early, prepared their data, got ready for that to be launched and were ready to move forward in compliant ways that were also effective. And I think that's kind of what marketers need to be thinking about now is even though this may be potentially impacting a relatively small proportion of folks who, who open email, those being Apple users that read email through the Apple app, um, it's 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 eventually likely going to be pervasive, and it could even be regulated through government as well. So I think, to your point, marketers need to start thinking a little bit about what they can do now to enhance their strategy. And we've been talking a lot about moving beyond metrics that focus just on open rate, which is really optimizing subject lines to a certain degree and thinking about bigger, met, not bigger, but I guess metrics that are probably more tied to ROI and sales. Yeah, and, and that will also push the, the whole community of marketing, of, of email marketing, because we are talking about email, uh, to speed up a little bit uh, the evolution on, on strategies. I mean, yeah, all segmentation, uh, all, all companies or marketers that are only relying on last email, uh, I mean, last open in, uh, in the email for the... Um, 60 days, 80 days, whatever the, the, the time period you are looking for. And you have different segments, different sign of activity. And, and so you allow different pressure, a number of messages sent depending on these segments. Yeah, you won't be able to do that anymore. Fine, but that's not the end of the world. That's just a pr an, an, an opportunity, an important opportunity to make progress. That's push us to move forward and to do better. And actually, you already have 
ton, hundreds, thousands of data points for on your customer. What's it bring? I mean, it's just building a better relationship with the consumer, getting data, first-party data that are relevant, that you can leverage, you can build more advanced segmentation, audience, uh, or use technology to build audiences that are uh, really effective and not relying only on just email metric, open and clicks. Uh, fine, that's, I mean, that's been done for years and years like this. Yeah, the channel and the practice on this channel is evolving and that that was always the case. I mean, and email will survive to that. <laughs> there is no doubt. Uh, they're just pushing us to evolve on the, on the way we measure and we prepare uh, our communication. So building a better relationship with, with us, our consumer, that's just positive. It just, when it happens, it, that's imposed by one player, it sounds like a little bit, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, shaky of saying that, uh, I did not plan that right now. Fine, uh, that's uh, if they are imposing their timeline, but uh, that's for the best for for the consumer and for marketers actually. Yeah, and I think like it it kind of has like we had an episode a few weeks ago that was centered around building relationships with your customers, and we did a lot of or, or went through a lot of analogies around how how CRM marketers can think about real life relationship building and how it relates, and I think like. Optimizing towards open rate is basically just optimizing saying hello to somebody and trying to get in a response and then stopping there. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's but the episode with Melissa Berger uh, from Digitas. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's kind of an interesting way to think about it. And um, like to your point, you know, marketers need to understand more about their customers so that the relationship is long lasting. It's beyond just sort of that initial greeting and more towards learning and, and understanding your customer. And uh, you know, that's where first-party data comes into play. And despite the fact that you, our, our marketers will be losing an opportunity, like there's no there's no doubt, like we're not going to say that this is, you know, like a, a, a great thing in the sense that there's not value that's going to be lost, but it is going to force marketers to reevaluate their own data assets. What do they know about their consumers from a demographic perspective, from a purchase perspective, from what they can still glean in terms of what they're looking at and browsing and searching for online and, and other data, depending upon what industry that you're in, uh, booking data if you're in travel or, or what have you, that can tell you so much about your customers and using the right signals, you can actually just figure out who who's the most interested in the things that you're looking to sell. I think where it gets a little bit tricky potentially is with branding campaigns because that's not looking for an immediate sale. But even then you're looking to optimize content. It's still more than just getting somebody to open an email, it's engagement. And then when you go to like product or direct response campaigns, it becomes a lot more about just understanding what consumers actually want in terms of things that you're selling. And you can, you can understand that through the data that you already have. You don't need to understand open rate. It can't, open rate actually can't even really tell you that. Um, and so like there, there's an opportunity to even lean in more on, that, on the data assets that you have to make sure that you're delivering things that, can, that customers want. And that way, open rate is not sort of the end goal. It's just the end goal then becomes the sale itself. And, and it becomes a lot more about looking towards conversions and sales rather than sort of like proxy metrics that are way, way, way more upper funnel and aren't always even that closely connected to conversions in some cases. Yeah, for sure. 
And uh, just before getting here, uh, we, we prepared a list uh, of uh, points on, on the impacts, different type of impacts. Uh, from that, uh, I just have a side note on uh, uh, that just remind me that that will help marketers to get away from something that is dragging us down. That being the segmentation only based on open and clicks rate is wrong for your database. Because if you just select people who opened or clicked in the last 30 days or 60 days, let's say you have a great open rate and you have 30% of open rates on your, in your communication, on your emails, and you select only people who opened in the last six months, you will get 30% of these openers of the last six months. And so if you, if you slide this six months window, that would decrease because then that would be 30% of the 30% who opened one year ago. And I mean, and, and it goes on and on like this. So that's the only way to maintain database, uh, uh, the size of your segment at the same level is to get new user. And back we are in the question of acquisition. Yeah. I mean, the CRM is also, is not, I mean, depending on acquisition, that's not the only solution that acquisition is nice to progress and to increase your, your customer database, but you need to do a better job of maintaining, maintaining the building and maintaining this relationship with them. And, and if you just base your reflection and your segmentation on open and clicks, that will go down. So that's a, I mean, uh, side comments uh, <laughs> made. Um, what are the different impacts that we can observe uh, due to this change in the inability to measure the, uh, the open rates uh, from Apple. Yeah, so I mean, I think, um, you know, I think there's some of the other impacts are really around, uh, you know, I'd mentioned like branding campaigns, obviously. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create a situation where if you are looking to optimize engagement with your brand and you're not necessarily looking for direct response, A-B testing that is going to become a lot more difficult because you're not going to be able to understand, okay, like based on like this, this campaign versus this one, like which one is getting people to open. But I would even argue that in those situations, it's, I think the subject line becomes overly important and the content diminishes importance. And I think what I'm hoping for in this is actually a positive result where marketers are going to actually have to rethink their strategy a little bit and actually probably become a little bit more effective around the content that they're creating not saying uh, like a subject line isn't important. We do, we do, we work in B2B and we do lots of subject line testing just to figure out what, what resonates with our clients. But at the same time, more important is what's in the email itself. And so I think like we're going to, we're going to have to think about ways that we're, we're potentially testing based on engagement metrics and things that, that are a bit deeper than just sort of these, the initial open or not open. So there's an opportunity, I think, there for, for marketers to get smarter about content. And I think we're going to see an evolution in that direction. Um, overall, it might be an interesting positive evolution for email marketing in general. Yeah. And so, so maybe uh, <laughs> based on what you said, Matt, uh, maybe it's not the right timing to start a project uh, on open, I mean, the subject line optimization. Uh, we know that so there are a lot of uh, tools and platforms that are specialized only on this topic. 
Mm, okay, uh, <laughs> that's uh, I'll do it really right now uh, because in in six months that won't be possible anymore. Um, but uh, <laughs> so that's I mean that will bring some some challenges like this. But uh, I mean A/B testing for sure. You mentioned that uh, send time optimization. Mm. All this technology, our, our, our features, our, our learning. I mean, how do you optimize for send time optimization? Because all of the I mean the learning for this same time optimization is is based on either when are the past open from from a consumer or uh, other technology are focusing on identifying user navigating on other websites or doing other things on the internet and saying that oh they are so the user the consumer is connected so that's the right time to send the actual message with IP, cookie, open, removed. That won't be. Able <laughs> I mean, that won't work anymore. Yeah. So, so this kind of practice will be more and more challenging, which will force again us to refocus on what is really important in the brand or business consumer relationship, and getting a, be a better exchange of the. Of the of the data we get uh, from the consumer, uh, the, the information about the behavior in the store, on the web, on the website, on our own website, and not because I'm they are on Facebook doing something else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the real relationship between your brand and the consumer, not what the consumer is doing with other brands. A hundred percent, and I think like that obviously kind of takes us back to to basically the beginning where we're talking about understanding your consumer because. To your, to your example around send time, it might be the moment when a consumer is a little bit more likely to open an email, but it doesn't, that doesn't address intent. It's not tied to intent. So like if, if in, in that's kind of like why, I mean, I'm actually a little bit excited about this, which uh, is probably um, a little bit of a controversial point of view, because I know that some people have been writing about how this is the, uh, the end of email marketing. But I, I think like, um, you know, for me, if you if you are constantly targeting based off of intent, you understand how to use your first party data to identify that. All of these metrics that are are designed to get you lower funnels so that you can convert become way less important. Because if you're sending messages to people who want to buy your products, it doesn't matter what the optimal frequency is, as long as you're updating those intent metrics in 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 sort of near real time. So. You get signals every single day from your consumers that tell you whether or not they're interested in something. Yeah. So based on those, if you're refreshing that, constantly understanding, using your data in dynamic ways to be able to do that, send time becomes less important, frequency becomes less important, and just understanding in the right time what that intent is and when re intent resurfaces so that you're, to your, your point earlier, engaging consumers who may have lapsed months ago. Just because I don't want to buy something now doesn't mean I'm not going to buy it in six months. And yeah, that's yeah, something sure. that the, the people, like, I think don't think about. So, um, you know, I think uh, email apocalypse versus potential opportunity for people to evolve their thinking, I'm definitely in the, uh, the latter <laughs> camp of the two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I mean, that's not an apocalypse. That's um, yeah, that's forces to to react and and for 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 better practice, for better relationship with the the customer again. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, that's that's 
that's thinking different and and uh, that's not always comfortable that's not always what we want to do but that's the way we progress that's i mean uh, i've been talking a little bit a little bit on the system of progress and the fact that we are always want to do better um that's like a, i mean little kick to push us uh, to to do that uh, and to do uh, and when i say us is the email uh, CRM community, the email marketing uh, community and, and practitioners. Um, another impact uh, where maybe you will think that you just uh, started or you are doing that for a long time and you have co dynamic content in your email, like banners with a countdown or you are announcing the end of a sales in five days and then you change the image for three days left, for, uh, two days left, one day, uh, I mean, 24 hours left. But in the same email, even even though that the email was sent in the past, so that's something that exists that uh, is not common practice, but uh, that the some some brands are doing that, and in which sounds good practice because when the the consumer, the the, the person receiving the email is actually opening it, he got a banner, an image that's actually giving the real time and saying that oh five days left, but actually that was one week ago and, yeah. and that's bring nothing in, in information, uh, valuable information. Um, that will be more complicated because the image again will be preloaded once and might not change uh, over time unless Apple pre-cache it and refresh the cache 48 hours later. We don't, I mean, we don't know yet how it will be done. We don't know it will be if it will be on Apple server or that will be on the device, especially uh, so that might change the behavior and, and how you. I mean, there there are a lot of mm. question mark left on how they will do that. One thing is sure that they are moving this way. They are they have something. The feature exists. We, we <laughs> they share some screenshots of how to activate it. So I'm sure and I'm confident that they will deliver something on this feature the way it's done we will still have to wait so yeah. the best things to do right now is to start to think how to evolve on the long term yeah stop looking at the short-term goal of oh, okay i need to have this amazing open rate and click rate because it will look great with my manager or internally that's that will be a, that's that's still the, the the metric followed for a long time it's time to change and the sooner the better because at the end of the day that will happen <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's a really good point too it's an opportunity for marketers to be thought leaders within their own organizations about this because your point around if your manager or the cmo or the ceo or the board are expecting reporting on these metrics um, i think it's important for every marketer who plays in the crm space especially obviously with email delivery that they're learning about this and that they're learning about what Apple's changes are and what the implications will be for the future as well. Because I think, um, to your point, Ben, the time to start rethinking is now, but you also need to change the way that your organization is thinking about it too, so that you're not pressured to do the wrong things. And I think like the logic is pretty sound that, um, yes, maybe this is in the short term impacting a smaller proportion potentially of email users. There's again, there's a bunch of different numbers. We'll see what the uh, the uh, uh, predominant accurate one surfaces as. But 
uh, it seems to be like it's not it's not affecting the universe of email users, and there's still an opportunity to open to understand open rates and things like that. But as we know, when one uh, tech company moves in this direction, from a competitive standpoint, the rest have to follow suit. And um, so it's likely to be, as we'd mentioned, something that we'll we'll continue to see uh, more and more releases and announcements from other companies email providers, et cetera, that will be following, um, following the same suit. And I think like, obviously the, the reason for that is a competitive point, but also sort of the, <clears throat> the fragmentation of government regulation. You have different, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about this uh, in a later podcast, but uh, these tech companies are kind of having to self-regulate in anticipation of a slew of legislation that's coming internationally, but also as state legislatures start to consider their own Red, like regulation as well. So as a result of sort of that chaos, we're seeing the industry kind of regulate itself. So whether it's through the government or through tech companies themselves, we're headed down this path. Um, and so marketers need to be thinking thinking ahead in terms of their strategy. Yeah, and especially when it's a big player like this, that we are talking about Apple. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned that Google was pre-caching images for, I mean, is already pre-caching images for a long time. Not the same way because again, Open rate are still available for 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 Gmail uh, user, but uh, I won't be surprised if there is some falling move from 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 Gmail. And I mean, when Apple and Gmail are doing that, uh, most of the email are open on mob- mobile device. Uh, who is on? I mean, who is owning the best or the biggest share of uh, mobile device in the world? If you accumulate Apple and Google. I mean, that's the same two brands. I mean, the impact, they, they will force everyone to follow the, the, the path anyway. And, uh, and Apple in front of, uh, of, the, of that, but, but uh, there is no big, I mean, no doubt on the, on the evolution of, uh, of other players uh, after that. And um, maybe something to mention uh, in terms of marketers, I come back to, to uh, the marketers' reaction. You were mentioning an important point, Matt, on the fact that marketers when they report to uh, to their management or the management of the company maybe are used today to follow some metrics especially the open <laughs> the open uh, rate uh, of emails uh, it is time now to start to add other metrics to avoid to be in front of a wall in october or november saying that okay we don't have open rates anymore what do we do that's right now. Just add additional metrics to your dashboard. Follow, build the new trends. So your management, you, yourself, your management, everyone in the company won't be surprised when one of them will disappear, the open rate will disappear, or won't be able, you won't be able to really trust the, the value because only half of the, the email sent uh, have an uh, accurate open rate and the rest... You don't know if it's accurate or not. Yeah. Um, one one idea can be just measure the click through rate over the deliver instead of open. So that's another proxy uh, on the engagement of your user. Yep. Uh, and just build the trend right now. You don't know how to read that. What is a good uh, click through uh, delivered rate? I don't know. Just build that in your case, in your business right now, saying that, okay, check out this metric, build the trend, learn how to read it, 
uh, depending on upon the, the, the performances of your open rate, click rates, conversion rates of the email you still uh, uh, send and you, you are still able to measure the open rates uh, on. And, uh, and then if eventually you lose the open rate, you won't be lost. You will know that, okay, I can rely on this metric. Maybe not. I don't know. That's an idea, but maybe that's another one. But just try, th try those, bring more elements right now to avoid any surprise and being lost, as you said, Matt, uh, when it will be uh, time to remove the metric from the, from the dashboard. Yeah, I mean, uh, any way you look at it, the future is coming. And, um, you know, I think like, yeah, I think the, the major message here is, and it's, it's, this is history repeating itself, is to think ahead now, evolve now, don't wait until you have to rush to create a strategy uh, that aligns with shifting tech landscape. And, uh, you know, I think to that point, it's a good, a good place to wrap up. Uh, I would say... I think there's a lot of people that have really interesting thoughts on this. Um, and if you're watching this on a social platform or uh, a place where you could potentially comment, by all means do, uh, you know, share with your friends. Otherwise, feel free to reach out to us if you have questions about it or thoughts on it or ideas on how we can cover similar topics or even this one in future podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next week. See you soon. Thank you.